Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Latina Investors. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about debt uh, just because I had this realization last week where I was like, man, I don't ever say I'm in debt. Um, that's just not like, I never even think to say it that way. And because, and for me, it's because like I'm in debt makes me feel like there's something squashing me, <laughs> like something's looming over me. And I don't like that. Like for me personally, that's just like how that phrase feels. And so I've chosen to talk about my debt in a way that puts me in charge. So anytime that I talk about the debt that we're holding is, hey, we're holding this debt. Because to me, that is much more empowering language. It puts me in a place of like a person who is stewarding money. And one of the ways they're stewarding it is by holding on to some debt. And to me, that's not right or wrong. It's just a decision that I have made as a steward of money. And I think this is a really, really great shift because you want to put yourself in the position when you're looking at your finances, not with the like lens of like the numbers and the debt are telling me what to do, but like I am choosing what to do with my money. I am leading my money. I am stewarding my money. I am holding my debt. I am making it grow, right? Like you are the person. It's not the money. It's not the debt that has control over you. It's you having control and confidence managing and just like a like a stewardness over this resource. And so for me, I realized like, this that last week that I just don't don't use language like I'm in debt because I I just don't like how it feels and to me a more empowering way to communicate that is I am holding debt and so if you are thinking about your debt in a way that feels almost like crushing or like it's heavy I want you to practice this I want you to practice what it feels like to tell yourself that you're holding the debt And you can decide how quickly you want to let go of it or how strategically you want to let go of it. Um, But for the moment, you're holding the debt, right? And so this is where um, I, I want you to think about debt not just as this heavy, burdensome thing that's looming over you like this gray cloud, but I want you to think about debt like an investor. I want you to think about debt like a wealth builder, Investors and wealth builders know how to navigate and manage debt. You see this with starting businesses. You see this with real estate. You see this with like just different money moves that investors are making. And debt is just a tool that they are handling. It's almost like I I think about it like if someone's playing cards and they have like like um they're really good at like shuffling and you know passing them out they have like really like have they have like a control over these cards that's what i see and that's how i see debt it's just a financial tool that i learn how to manage and navigate right so first i want you to like step into what that feels like for you if you see yourself in that way like hey i'm managing the debt right I'm managing the tool. I'm navigating. I'm holding on to it. I'm letting go. I'm making moves. This is just a tool that I'm using. So there's that. Now, there 
I, I can already hear like some of your your arguments being like, yeah, but like that's that's okay if you're like managing a mortgage for a real estate deal or man, or managing debt for a business or if the debt is an ass is being put into an asset that's making you money. My debt is from these things and those things are not assets. They were just me spending, me X doing X Y Z, me buying this other thing, whatever. And so that way, that's where the mindset comes in with how you view your debt. Like what story are you telling yourself about your debt? A lot of you guys are telling yourself a story of shame. Like I shouldn't have done that. Like I, this is what happened. And so I incurred the debt or like, this is what, um, happened. And you feel a lot of shame and just like embarrassment or sadness or even anger about it. And what would it, what would it be like if you chose to look at that version of you who inc- uh, incurred the debt with grace, compassion, and ownership? Like what if you had past yous back? This is so important because this is a skill that you're going to need to learn how to like embrace not just when it comes to debt but with like a lot of money decisions I've had to look back at past Andrea's money decisions and been like "Ooh, okay you know what you did your best and I have your back right because that is what's going to help you go forward and I feel like right now a lot of you guys hold your debt with such shame and such just like you know it just doesn't make the experience positive and that it's no surprise where you why you like urgently want to get rid of it. But what if you told yourself a different story when it comes to debt, right? Like, hey, I used it to buy a lot of stuff because that was one of the ways that I learned how to self-regulate. No one taught me how to process my emotions, so I would just go buy things. Um, I didn't learn like the emotional skills to help m- myself navigate a season of my life, so I chose to shop. Or I chose to buy things. You know, maybe that's your experience. If you had to tell a different story about your experience and your debt, what would it be? How can you tell that story in the most empowering way? Not to let yourself off the hook or to like, you know, not take accountability or ownership over what happened, but like it could be such a redeeming story that you tell yourself, right? Like for me, let's say I, you know, it like uh, incurred or took on um, $20,000 a debt and it was all Starbucks, uh, concerts, Target, uh, clothes, like literally all the, what, what people would like to say as quote unquote frivolous things. I put it all on a credit card and I had $20,000 a debt. I, what I would do is I would look back at that season of my life. I would look back at that version of me and I would tell a story that is going to paint the whole picture, right? Why would that version of Andrea do that? It's probably because she wanted to feel good. She probably didn't have, you know, um, you know, other ways to navigate feeling good or practicing like 
regulating, right? She, maybe she was lonely. Maybe she didn't have that many friends and shopping and going out made her feel less lonely. Maybe she had just gone through a really um, hard season and was doing that. Like maybe she didn't know, like she, she didn't know how debt worked. She just was like, this is cool. I can buy this and just put it on a credit card. Like maybe she just had a little bit of like, Hey, you're young. Like you don't know things yet. You don't understand them. And Maybe her parents didn't teach her and she just kind of was like, I guess I'm figuring this out like on my own. Um, Maybe she grew up in a society where money is not openly talked about, right? Like there are so many different stories that you can choose to tell yourself about your debt. I bet, I'm willing to bet that if you're urgent to get rid of it, it's because you're telling yourself a story of shame and that just doesn't feel good. And so you're like, hey, as soon as this is gone, the, the shame and the like feeling of heaviness will be gone. But I want to tell you that you can create a feeling of lightness and freedom way before that debt is gone. Like you can choose to tell a different version of the story. So that might be your experience. Another experience you might have is the debt. You didn't buy frivolous things, quote unquote. You didn't go on shopping sprees. Like there was a season in your life that required you to use debt as a tool to help you live, right? And in those moments, you used this tool to pay for groceries, to pay for gas. Like you, you used the tool and you leveraged it you were a steward of money in the best way that you could with the best resource that you had at the time because let's say you know you were transitioning jobs or you were going through a challenging season where income wasn't coming in as steadily and you used this tool and it helped you and it provided a way in that season to create stability and to protect you and care for you. And now that you're in another season, you can... You can let go of that debt because you have more steady income coming in and it doesn't have to be the story of like oh, I have this debt carrying with me that I'm carrying with me or I have this debt that's holding me back or these interest payments that I'm you know having to pay for it could just be like hey this is the tool that I used at the time and now I'm just gonna pay it back I'm gonna return I'm gonna look at my debt as such a like with such gratitude, which might be like hard to step into, but like think about it with like such gratitude that I was able to leverage and manage and navigate this tool in the season where I most needed it. What if that was your story with debt, right? Because there there is probably a moment where you're like, okay, once I make that last debt payment, once I don't have $500 going towards credit cards every month, once I X, Y, Z, then I will feel free. I will feel light. And what I want to tell you is that if you are waiting for freedom, you don't have to. You can feel free right now holding the debt. You can feel free that it will get paid off that you will save on interest, that it will go down to zero. That is the experience that right now you can hold even if you are in 30, 40, $100,000 of debt. Your debt does not have to determine whether or not you can feel financially free. 
And, and that's super, super important because a lot of you guys are chasing debt with urgency to feel something. And I want you to know that you can feel that right now, right? You can feel cool, calm, collected as you hold this debt and as you have a plan for it and you don't have to, you know, operate in this frantic urgent energy um i think a lot of this also comes from i don't really talk about this guy a lot but dave ramsey um his programs are really really geared towards don't get in debt don't get in debt whatever you do don't get in debt pursue debt freedom if you are in debt literally sell everything in your house sell everything but the kids um run at the debt at the debt at gazelle speed which is so problematic for a lot of different reasons. But number one, he's literally using an analogy where there is an animal running for their life, right? They're running for their life. They're in full-blown fight or flight. And that's not sustainable. You cannot pursue something for that, like in that intensity for a long time it's going to set you up to just not really take in lessons not really learn to become the person um it's just gonna you know you're just gonna be super targeted into one result get it and then come up for air and be like that was miserable i hated that and that's not how you want to approach your wealth building journey or your money journey you want to find up like a pace that actually makes sense for you that's enjoyable that you'll you know um like you'll enjoy pursuing the goal um, and not just like be so fixated on the result. And I think that like the the counter or the kind of the antithesis to gazelle speed is freedom, right? How do you move in freedom knowing that nothing is chasing you, right? You're not, you're not in danger. No one's like coming at you like this... Um, this gazelle, I can't even, I don't even know the predator that he refers to as whatever is chasing this gazelle, (laughs) but that's his analogy. Like nothing's coming at you. You can just pursue, you can just pursue paying off the debt in a way and in a pace that feels doable for you, that feels sustainable, that feels like, okay, I'm getting ahead. I'm making progress. I'm creating safety by building a one month emergency fund after I'm done with that then I'm you know focusing on debt payoff if that is the goal if something else comes up and I want to prioritize it I put the debt on pause and fund my life and you know make um decisions that aren't just revolved around like being debt free but like how do I have more than just one money priority how do I have a priority of like, yes, I want to pursue the school and I also want to enjoy these things. Like you are allowed to have different priorities in your life and all of them hold weight, right? You don't have to be all or nothing for one thing, but it's almost like when, um, uh, I've heard this analogy and it's resonated with me. So I want to share with you. I don't have the actual personal experience of knowing cause I'm not a mom, but, um, a lot of times, I thought, oh, I can't be all or nothing on something because I, you know, I have other things in my life that I want to pursue, like health goals and money goals and career goals and friendship goals. Um, And if I pursue all of them 100%, then I 
you know, will burn out. And um, I'm kind of getting on a tangent here, but stay with me, stay with me. If I pursue all of them 100%, then I'm going to burn out. So I'm just not going to pursue all of them 100%. I'm going to give them all like 35, 40, 50, 35%. This is a pattern that I see in my life. And someone explained it to me once that like, why do you think you can't like commit and give equal weight to the categories that you have? And I'm like, because I just can't, like I, I can't have, I don't have that capacity to like pursue multiple things all out or give it my all to multiple things. <laughs> they were like, what about when you have kids and you have two kids? Are you going to like not be able to figure that out? And one of them is going to be like your favorite and the other one's going to be like, ah, oh, forget it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> good point. Yeah, good point. Because in that moment I was like, oh no, absolutely. I would figure it out. I, I don't even need to figure it out. I just know that I would love both of my kids the same way in different ways, but equally like, you know, like I would hold space for pursuing two things that I value and love and care for with equal importance. And I would definitely would have to be a balancing act, right? And that's what I want to kind of present as an option for as I pursue debt, there are other facets of my life that are other things that I value that I'm also going to prioritize, that I'm also going to create that balancing act with, right? Like I can pursue this and I can get ahead and I can make progress every single year and it doesn't have to be my soul, my whole revolving soul purpose. It doesn't have to be the only thing that matters. It could be one of the things that matters. And I think like bringing down the stakes for your debt is going to be so, so helpful. It's going to be so helpful. The other thing that I know people like just, it just feels really heavy is like, hey, um, I get it. I get the mindset thing. I get the like, you know, identity part of it. I get the story part of it. And also, this debt is costing me money. <laughs> Every single month I'm paying interest. And I like that feels like so uncomfortable. And like, what do I do? Um, like I want to get rid of it. And it's yes, and like, yes, I get you. Like you are paying interest on the debt that you're holding. It it is going to add up. Like I I understand that there are actual numbers involved and like you are going to move faster paying off the debt by like just to a certain point or certain degree like be okay going slow so you can go fast and what I mean by that is be okay spending the time to to build a uh like a one month emergency fund and having that sitting in your bank account as your first sort of safety net of financial security, be okay with that happening in the time frame that it happens and in accruing the debt, like accruing the uh, interest. Like be okay with both of those. Go slow so that you can go fast because then once you hit your goal of having a, a one month of savings, then you can switch gears and pursue the debt. The, the interest will do its thing and there's really nothing that we can do about it other than like choose the pace that we want to pay it off and that that is your intention with you know having a debt payoff strategy but I think my biggest sort of 
thing and the thing that has helped my clients actually get to a place where they're like making moves and progress towards paying off their debt is I'm going to be okay going slow so that I can go fast. I'm going to be okay saving first, learning how to build that muscle so that I can move on to the debt. But I'm not going to move on to a debt in this frantic hurry now. I got to do it. Like uh, energy, it's going to be like, okay, great, check, moving on. This cool, calm, and collected energy. Um, Because ultimately, that's just going to be like a better experience for you. It's going to be better on your nervous system. It's going to be better um, on your just experience with it. And I, I want you to find a pace and an experience with money that isn't just going to be the short-term goal that you pursue and then you burn out. I want you to like find the rhythm and the balance and the pace that's going to allow you to manage your money long-term, not just when you're trying to get out of debt, not just when you're trying to save one month of emergency fund, but like long-term, what do you want to create with wealth? What do you want to create with your money? How do you want to live your life? Like, what do you want to pursue? There's going to be seasons in your life where it's going to, you know, you're going to raise the, you're going to turn up the heat. You're going to raise the intensity. There's going to be times in your life where you're going to, you know, turn, turn it down. You get to decide what those are and you get to pursue them and the, you get to pursue those seasons um, in the ways that you want to. But overall, what you want to be really like in tune and aware of is why, where is this urgency coming from and how do I find a pace that makes sense to me, that allows me to thrive and that I can do long term. Because you're going to be holding debt and letting go of debt for so many seasons of your life. Um, You're going to be making decisions with money that feel uncomfortable and feel risky, depending on obviously what you pursue, but um, it's just going to keep going. Like the cycle continues, right? So it's not really about like, quote unquote, arriving or winning. It is about like just riding riding the waves as they come and getting really good at surfing. (laughs) So we're going to end with a surfing analogy here, but that is, um, yeah, those are just my thoughts for the week. I think that, um, spend some time thinking about your debt and how you feel about it and then change the language, put yourself in a much uh, empowering position by saying like, I'm holding this debt right now and here's my plan to hold it. Here's my strategy for letting go of it. Um, here's how I'm going to do it because the debt's not coming for you, right? It's, if you really think about it, it's just numbers on a screen. It's just like numbers on a computer screen there. No one's attacking you. Like no one's coming after you. It's, it's just numbers and how you hold and navigate those numbers is going to determine your experience. Um, and that's, that's ultimately the best position that you can be in is like, how do I determine the experience that I want to have as I pursue a certain goal? Um, so yeah, I hope that this was helpful, gave you some different perspectives to think about when it comes to debt and I will see you guys next week. Bye.